the blast from our past network. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Cartwright! Cartwright! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm Adam. <laughs> Good one. Yada, yada, yada. I'm Corey. Good episode, and see you guys next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. We are talking season eight, episode 19, the yada, yada. This is on our free feed. I hope you guys are enjoying the show, and if you want a little bit more Cartwright in your life, go over to uh, our Patreon Patreon Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Or is it just Cartwright? Or it's patreon.com slash Cartwright. There you go. Thank you. HTTP colon slash slash. You nerd. All right. This episode first aired April 24th, 1997. Corey, my man, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course. The yada yada. George's girlfriend uses the phrase yada yada instead of completing her sentences. Dr. Tim Watley infuriates Jerry when he converts to Judaism for the jokes. Kramer and Mickey go on a double date. Elaine botches the chances of her friends adopting a baby. Deborah Messing, Robert Wagner, and Jill St. John guest star. We get three call-outs on the guest stars. Wow, I'm kind of surprised they called out Jill Jill St. John. Yeah, St. John, because I looked up her credits, so I was like, okay, you've done... A Bond movie. Yeah, she was like, and I don't even know if she was a Bond girl in that movie mm-hmm. or if she was, I yeah, so. I know. I, so. I Yeah, I saw, I did the same thing. I went down the IMDb rabbit hole on her and yep. I was, I was not that impressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, one little fun fact about this episode, uh, the two writers for the episode, Peter Melman and Jill Franklin, were nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Writing in com- in a Comedy Series in 1997 for this episode. Wow, that's awesome. That's, that's cool. really yeah. cool. But do we think this episode is is worthy is it sponge worthy is it worth or is it emmy worthy if you will there you go uh, we will we will discuss all right we start off george and jerry are at the urinal talking to each other mm, about desert about island nothing. books yeah yeah, stupid. yeah yeah i did not like i did not like this opener 
Well, and yeah, and in fact, that George couldn't pee, and, and Jerry's like, what's wrong? He's like, I got to go see somebody about it. It's like, no, you, you just have stage fright. You know, it just when Jerry leaves, you'll go pee, and it'll be fine. But my question to you is, do you have a Desert Island movie that you would oh. take with you? Not um, book, because neither of us read, so it gives a shit. But what well, would be a Desert Island movie? I mean, do I do I just have the one? I have the one choice because Jerry one gave choice. him five books. But, okay. <laughs> we'll keep the conversation short. Just one choice. I'm. I mean, if I only have one, I would probably end up picking my favorite movie of all time, which is Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. I knew it. <laughs> but a close second, or which would absolutely make like a number five uh, in the five, um, would be Coming to America. Mm. I think it is a perfect comedy, and so I kind of get good drama um, with Shawshank, and I would have a comedy, and then maybe I'd find like like a uh, uh, just a classic action movie. Maybe Die Hard would make that list, or maybe Terminator 2, um, something like that. But anyway, uh, if I had to pick, I would just pick my favorite because, you know what, I can watch Shawshank over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you know what mine is. Yeah, um, it is the Trolls film that came out in 2018, <laughs> I think it was. Of course, of course. <laughs> you love your the, trolls. If the trolls had colonial marines in it, then yeah, yeah probably. it's aliens. <laughs> we all know it's aliens. But good yeah, maybe stuff. that good was stuff. that might not have been the best little uh, tangent we've ever gone on. <laughs> what's your what's your favorite movie? And everybody Basically. Oh, maybe maybe they don't maybe they don't know our favorite movies, but now you know. <laughs> Knowing's uh, half more? the battle. Yes. All right, at Monks, uh, George is there with his girl of the week, uh, Marcy, played by Suzanne Cryer, who I 100% recognized from Silicon Valley, most uh, first and foremost. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, my big one, too. Yep. Uh, she was also in Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. Uh, she wasn't the main girl, but she was on quite a bit of the episodes. Uh, a show that not many people remember for some reason, but it's the show Ryan Reynolds came from. Yeah, and Nathan Fillion was in it quite as well. Oh yeah, he was in. Right, he I was forgot. in like he was in like um, seventy five, eighty percent of the episodes. And, uh, yeah, and I remember it was like when it came out, it was called like Two Guys and Girls in a Pizza Shop. Then they changed mm-hmm. it to Two Guys and a Girl. I yeah. think it was one of those shows like Happy Endings where people liked it, but they just couldn't get the the traction on it, and they mm-hmm. kept trying to retool it to figure it out. But ultimately, it just I don't think it. it I think two seasons maybe or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Yeah. All right, but uh, Jerry's with them as well. Uh, Marcy's telling this story, and she does a whole yada yada, a classic yada yada, um, which we'll get so many more of those this episode. And then in comes Tim Watley into Monks, and he lets uh, Jerry know that he's converted to Judaism. And then he tells a wonderful little joke here, or he's talking about like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. It's just a, a sit in the sauna, more like a Jewish workout. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, a schwitz. He should have said something about a schwitz. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. But he's all right. He's starting off with some jokes. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, real quick on the whole yada yada thing, um, the writer uh, thought that the anti-dentite was the phrase that was going to be was going to uh, catch on. Uh-huh. And he was kind of like planning on that. And no, nope, it was the yada yada. And he's like, OK, I guess you just you can't predict these things whatsoever. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, I mean, they they use yada yada a lot. In yeah. This episode, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry complains to Elaine about Watley making Jewish jokes already. I mean, fuck, he just converted. Uh, Elaine mentions her friend Beth, Deborah Messing, from the Wait Out episode. She yep. was married to Carrie Elwes, as we all know. Uh, she's uh, apparently, you know, Jerry's still waiting that one out, but she's already been divorced 
and remarried. This was apparently the time, the short time where Jerry was engaged to uh, Janine Garofalo. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I got to get on that Internet thing. I miss everything. (laughs) I was like, buddy, stay off it as long as you can. Yeah. I mean, it's been great, but also been terrible. (laughs) Yep. It's also divided our country. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, Beth apparently put Elaine as a reference for her adoption agency to try and um, use her as like a character, um, you know, reference uh, for them to get a child. So uh, in comes Kramer and Mickey. Fuck yeah. Love it. Love seeing Mickey. Love it. Oh, yeah. God, he's amazing. Uh, so they come in, and they're both wearing the exact same T-shirt or a button-down, button, kind yeah. of Hawaiian-down shirt or yeah. whatever it is. And they're doing this little pose-off, you know, asking <laughs> Elaine, who looks better? And this is this is funny. I mean, yeah. I love just even like, just the com- the physical comedy of this tall, lanky guy and the short person to Mickey. And it's just like – and they're both trying to, you know, outdo each other in this, uh, uh, this you know, little model-off. Um, but they have a double date, and they both like the shirt, and they want to one only one of them is going to get to wear them. Otherwise, they'd look like idiots. <laughs> they'd look like idiots. <laughs> so I love how Elaine kind of turns them around, or you know, she's like, "I turn around," and so they do this little spin. I have a little complaint here. The complaint on this is with the adjustment to widescreen. So she has them turn around, and then the framing is one hundred percent set four four by nine to fix it they had to obviously crop in you know on all these shots kind of like a pan and scan to punch into a uh to make it 16 by nine but it felt very awkward to me because in the four by three you would have pretty much seen all of kramer and all of mickey which which i did because i saw i watched the dvd okay well i had pretty much you know all the head of kramer and then you got about Half of Mickey about um oh above God. like above his navel. Um, it was kind of like you know, uh, kind of like in his sternum and up. Yeah, and it just yeah. felt the framing felt really awkward because it's like wow, it, it just uh, it didn't feel right. It felt almost like you know like they were cutting off Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's ridiculous. And I can only imagine the poor bastard who was having to do that pan and scan at the time was like, yeah. well, which. Which way? Where do I go with it? This, is, this can't, is impossible. You can't, can't cut off Kramer's head. No, you can't um, do that. And exactly. And but then the way that guy sounds like the way it's cut, it sounds like uh, Mickey just looks like a floating torso. Yes. Because you're also you know you're you're supposed to not do frames where they cuts at their, their joints because mm-hmm. then it looks like weird and shit. So yeah. But I mean, and the main thing is we're we're trying to compare the two of them and their shirts and how they look in them, and I, I can barely see Mickey's shirt. You know, honestly. It's, yeah. it's like his shoulders and up, basically. So it's not, it's just not, uh, it didn't look right at all. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's, that sucks. And yeah, I mean, I have to, I mean, I feel like nine times out of 10, the widescreen shit, you know, doesn't really fuck things up too much. Mm-hmm. But when it does, you're like, ah, yeah, 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 this sucks. Yep. Every now and then it does, it does fuck it up. So, all right. Um, for this date, though, this double date, they didn't even figure out who's going to date who. They just picked up. Two two ladies at the Gap, apparently. Okay. Yeah. And uh, uh oh, that's gonna start off their journey. And, and I don't know if we know it now or whatever. We they also don't know their names either. No, so it's yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's quite yeah. funny. So all right, George and Marcy are in the car, and she just continuing her yada yadaing, just more yada yadaing stories. Yeah. At the date, uh, I do like a little line. One of them calls out, "I like your shirt," and Mickey's Mickey's wearing it. He meant he mentions it's one hundred percent cotton. 
and some wool. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. That's good. <laughs> and uh, we just get some overall good, you know, humor over, you know, who's trying to connect with who. You know, they're yeah. trying to both uh, both sets are trying to honestly try to figure out who do I like more? Who you know? Who should I try to make that connection with? And I, I mean, I imagine this is not the first time a situation like this has existed in human history. It's yeah. two, 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 two couples or two people are going on a double day at the same time to figure. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's fun. It's a great setup, actually. Mm-hmm. Made even funnier by obviously Danny Woodburn and yeah. Michael Richards and everything. And but they, you know their comedy is fantastic together. I love it. And then the whole like oh, the I like Merlot. I like Merlot. Everyone Everyone likes Merlot, and then the waiter's like, we're out of Merlot. Yeah. And I'm like, ah! I live, I live for Merlot. Uh, but, I uh, mean, at the same time, I was like, who's out of Merlot, though? You know? But yeah. it, it does make the joke really punctuated, though. It does. So, um, One of those uh, females, I couldn't remember if it was, what was it, Julie and Karen? Or I can't remember their yeah. names. Um, but, yeah, Julie and Karen. Uh, Julie is played by Monica Greel. Uh, Creel, sorry. Um, oh, now really? Because she's listed, listed as Monica well, she, Lacey. Well, in IMDb, she's listed as Monica Lacey. But back in Seinfeld days, before oh. she got married, okay. she was Monica Creel. Okay, and I thought she looked pretty familiar, but that is because she's a triplet, and she <laughs> is a triplet. One of uh, her sisters being Leanna Creel, who played Tori in Saved by the Bell, oh uh, the God. last season of Saved by the Bell, which I I love Saved by the Bell, and I absolutely watched. Um, that and recognize Tori and know Tori like crazy. So, uh, yeah. So she's a triplet. She's wow. actually in two um, like shitty made-for-TV um, parent trap movies <laughs> with her sisters. Well, yeah, and she was in the the cell, which a movie I think is really cool. Yeah, uh, two thousand. Uh, but there was a, just a scene like in a dream sequence where there's three people like doing something, uh-huh. and that's her and her sisters. I always just thought it was a composite thing. I yep. didn't, you know, I had no clue. No. The, dude, you you just blew my mind. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's so cool. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list and decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal Mm. is a joke. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week, we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Elaine does the uh, interview with the adoption agency and uh, Beth and there, Arnie, we kind of see Deborah messing real quick and meet Arnie very, very briefly, but they head out and she talks to the interviewer and Elaine doesn't hold things back. And she ends up mentioning, oh, that I went to go see striptease. Yeah, 
the Demi Moore striptease movie. Um, and Arnie was getting angry at her and says, would you shut up? And he apparently has some anger issues. So not a good thing for an interview. Why? Why? Like, why would she even think that that would be even appropriate? Now, we obviously find out that Arnie is a bit of a dick. um, And I don't actually particularly like him. But as of right now, I'm like, why would you even lead with that? Like, that's just... That's just nonsense. You're just that you have no sense whatsoever. And it kind of just it annoyed me. I mean, it doesn't you know, like I'm like, OK, but no. like at the same time, I'm like, it fucking annoyed me. It's because she's I mean, it's because she's oblivious. And that's the one thing I think that she connects Arnie to. Like, that's it. Yeah, you're right. And pretty good. So. I don't think her him and Deborah Messi have been married that long. So, yeah, she probably yep. doesn't know Arnie that well, other than he's a dick. And yeah. spoiler alert. He's a dick. He is an asshole. So, all right. Jerry goes to the dentist. He goes to the dentist a lot this episode. I mean, I know he's got a cavity, but they can usually knock those out right then and there. I don't know why he has to go back fucking like three more times. But anyway, he goes to the dentist and George comes in because he knew about him being at the dentist, comes in uh, and, you know, tells him that he's loving this yada yada thing because, you know, Marcy's so succinct. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and she, he can use the yada yada too. And I like how he's like yeah. touching all the stuff, and Jerry's like, that's going in my mouth. Yes. You know, and he yeah. touches the water pick and shoots the mm-hmm. water out. What does this do? What does this do? <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoy it. And then Watley comes in. It's cavity time. Uh, and he starts telling some more Jewish jokes. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's, and he mentions it's our sense of humor that sustained us for 3,000 years. Jerry's like, 5,000 years? He goes, even better. <laughs> and, then, and then he asks his assistant for a shtickle of fluoride. <laughs> he is getting in there, man. Oh, Watley. Love him. Oh, Watley. So uh, Jerry, to, Jerry complains to Elaine about this whole Watley stuff and thinks Watley converted for the jokes. And it does kind of seem that way. <laughs> From what we've seen now. I mean, he did, yeah. apparently. Yeah, 100%. Uh, then he ends up getting a call for a subscription to the New York Times. Yeah, and he's like, she's like, would you like a subscription? He's like, yes, and then hangs up. Everyone cheers. This is another one of those Jerry yep. phone gags. Probably my least favorite of the phone gags, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it clearly connected with the audience. Yeah, because it's the kind of thing that everyone wish they could would do or could do and not everybody does that my, my favorite one is still the the one where he hits it and it flips in there and grabs it that's my favorite mm-hmm. one but then the one where he tells the person hey give me your number and i'll call you yeah. back and they're like oh no we don't want that and he's like well neither do i that was yeah. that's my favorite that's one. that's the one fair enough fair enough so uh mickey and kramer come in yelling at each other about the date um you know and you know which one do you want you know how about you take the one on the left i'm not sure she's my type everyone's your type You've, you've been married three times, and then Mickey loses. That's it. It's go time. And so we're and, already using go time like two mm-hmm. episodes after the Mandelbaum episode. Yeah, it's go time. Um, I'm fine with it because, again, good sight gag, visual comedy of Elaine and Jerry have to physically restrain Mickey yeah. from going and beating the crap out of Kramer, which And you know Mickey's going to win. Happens. Yeah, of course. So... Uh, Elaine comes up with a very good plan. And it she actually is. It's really good. Yep. It's so good that the other girls thought of it, too. <laughs> um, at Touché. the next date, they should show up early and sit across from each other and let the girls pick who to sit next to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, George is, again, talking to Marcy at Monk's. Uh, and, you know, she asks about his ex fiance, what happened with that. And he says, you know, 
he, he yada yadas over all of her death and he's single now. <laughs> yeah. And that works because we yes. know the entire story. That's what makes this little moment great. Yep. And then a classic, classic Seinfeld moment. moment. Marcy says, oh, yeah, I kind of you know what you mean. Or uh, uh, my old boyfriend came over last night. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I'm really tired today. <laughs> yeah, George is like, what? Just- <laughs> Holy shit. He's stunned. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Elaine sees Beth and Arnie on the street. We find out their adoption was denied. Um, they're kind of curious. Well, you know, what did Elaine say? And she yada yada's over it. Right through it. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. That's how we're going to get through this. Jerry, back at the dentist. I guess more cavity shit. And he sees a priest uh, real quick. And now Watley does a Pope joke. And Jerry's pissed. He gives a little Watley. Watley. Like, you know, his, his Newmans and yeah. whatnot. So. Yep. At the next date, Kramer and Mickey don't get there early enough, and the girls had already split up and done that exact idea. That looked like this exact same set, therefore the same restaurant as the date they went on before. <laughs> I think you're right. It probably was. <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention, but you're I, you're dead certain because the table placement, yep. everything was exactly the same. <laughs> they just moved the extras around probably. Yep. I do like the comedy here oh, where yes. they are they're trying to fight over the seats yes. and come back you know and they keep changing their mind mid you know uh, mid sit down and whatnot of and, who to who to go after and Kramer says like lovely evening as he's getting like yeah. taken oh, down that's and, great. and the, the ladies the actresses are like actually have to hold the table in mm-hmm. place man the energy on in this scene is fantastic it is and that is i think a good reason how much you love Danny Woodburn and and just Mickey as a character he works so well with Kramer, you know, and, and when you have such a size difference as you would, sometimes you can get almost like an impending personality too, where it's like the the little person or the shorter person is not to say beneath the tall person, but they are more, um, you know, under them as yeah. a personality. Mickey's personality <laughs> is right yeah. fucking there with Kramer step by step. Yep. And I think that's why you love him so much and why you love why you love Kramer with Newman, why you love Kramer with Frank, why you love Kramer with Mickey. Because these characters are just as fucking, you know, huge personalities as he is that together it's an explosion of awesome. You I mean you hit the nail on the head, an explosion yep. of awesome. Yep. So all right, uh, at the apartment. Jerry complains about Watley also now making Catholic jokes. Um, and he apparently, you know, he thinks he wants total joke immunity, joke telling immunity. Which, <laughs> uh, so Jerry decides he wants to go tell the priest about Watley, what Watley's doing. You know, he's, he's going to narc on him. So uh, Elaine uh, is going to go take out um, Arnie to lunch to kind of make up for, I guess, <laughs> ruining their stuff. Yeah. You know, that. yeah. So. Uh, George comes in and they talk about did Marcy yada yada over sex and um, Elaine, I've yada yada sex and we get uh, her little thing here. I met this lawyer. We went out to dinner. I had the lobster bisque. We went back to my place. Yada, yada, yada. I never heard from him again. And what does Jerry say? Uh, you yachted over the best part. She goes, I mentioned the lobster bisque. bisque didn't I mentioned I? the bisque. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is just, I mean, that scene, fan fucking tastic scene. Fan, yep. that great lines. And you can tell Jerry Seinfeld, the actor, is about to laugh too. He's, he's got that, that smile that Jerry has. Yep. Uh, Kramer then comes in. He's upset about the whole dating situation. And um, he decides he's going to go ask out one of them on his own to try and figure it out himself. All right. 
At Monk's, George confronts Marcy about the yada yada, and she admits, basically, that she had sex with that guy. And in my opinion, George, get the fuck up and leave her right then and there. Yeah, she. I mean, she doesn't like, specifically say it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, so this is the end of it. No, it's not. It's, it keeps going. I'm like, well, yeah, George, why didn't you just like leave right now? Like, Clearly, it's over. This is it, you know? Yeah. But then it gets deeper. He's, George's like, okay, let's just have a conversation with no fucking yada yadas, mm-hmm. essentially. And then- Full story. <laughs> then the onion layers start peeling back, exactly. which I think you is very funny. Find out just how terrible a person she is. So obviously she had, even though she is seeing George, and they may not be exclusive right now, and then maybe that's that's the thing. Yeah. But if I was if I was dating someone and I wasn't exclusive with them, I wouldn't be telling telling them about the other people I was fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's common decency. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not a decent person. No. Because in this other story, she she's mentions uh, <laughs> she, she was at Von Mar or something. Well, I don't know. And she stole a watch. And then she went and got a massage and a facial and skipped out on paying. <laughs> but, I love awful. Her, but I love her just her reaction. She's like, I was out of there. I was like, yeah. yeah. She, I mean, she's, she's, she's funny. Awful. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> but Which no, she's sense. a piece of shit her character. You know, she's terrible. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, at the Catholic Church, Jerry is looking for the priest, and he has to go into the confessional um, to I, uh, I, tell him. I, I love he goes up to the to the the nun. He's like mother, and she's like sister. And he's like sister. Ah, yeah, so <laughs> so close, so close, you know. And then, oh my God, when he goes into the confessional. Mm-hmm. And sits on the kneeler pad thingy. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I it love is. every bit of this scene right here, dude. Oh, yeah. It's just, it is absolutely wonderful um, because, I mean, I'm not Catholic by any means, but you know what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Jerry, obviously, growing up Jewish, he has no fucking clue. So he thinks, oh, this must be a tiny little bench. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and then when he knocks on the, you know, the thing and the priest yep. is like, it's not a, it's not a chair. It's a chair. Well, he he knocks it off. Uh, yeah, he does that classic <laughs> for a fucking confessional. All of that is great. It's great. And then I love how he's like starts off with like, well, you know, the, the, the priest is like, uh, you know, tell me your sins, my son. He's like, well, I should mention I'm Jewish. <laughs> I love he goes. That's not a sin. <laughs> Got a good laugh on that one, <laughs> which is honestly for I think a lot of Catholics think it might be yeah. so awesome for that priest. Yeah, no, he's. Well, yeah, he's, he actually enjoy him as <laughs> he does. Uh, but yeah, so Jerry mentions Watley converting for jokes. And great line here. Oh, this offends you as a Jewish person? No, it offends me as a comedian. A comedian. That's a good <laughs> um, you know, and he's also telling Catholic jokes, too, uh, which, you know, he kind of mentions, oh, you know, the Pope and Raquel Welsh one. And so he has to go over that with the uh, the priest who, you know, laughs at that one. He loves that one. And then Jerry drops... I think a wonderful one. What's the difference between a sadist and a dentist? Newer magazines. <laughs> so, the priest didn't like that one all that much. No, so. no. And you know what I don't like at all? George, George. popping his fucking head in here. I'm like, oh, why are you here? They have a little exchange, and then it pauses on a like a you know like a. Well, it's, it's not a still. No, like they're. It's, it's it's almost like they need to do like a just hey just. Hold here because we're gonna. We know we're gonna try and pause for laughter. Yeah, and there was not really the laughter. It was fucking terrible. Like, what a way to end an amazing scene on such a dud of a moment. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, it was strange. It was just strange. Yeah, it and was like, comical. How did even find him there either. Uh, that's the joke. I'm sure that's part of, part of the joke. But all right, Kramer goes to see one of the girls uh, at her place. Picks her up. 
and he meets her parents who are both little people. Yeah. So, okay. And so he's making a connection that she knows she probably has a lot more in common with Mickey. The dad I did recognize uh, is Jerry Marin. He was uh, one of the Lollipop Guild. He was in the Lollipop Guild for Wizard of Oz. He was also a dink. You don't recognize him as a dink uh, in Spaceballs. But he has been in a lot of stuff. Um, Little person actor, been in a lot of stuff. Nice. Okay. Was he the uh, iPod? He wasn't the one with the squinty. No, he wasn't the one with the squinty. I don't know eye. if he was the one with the squinty. He could have been, honestly. No, I think that guy actually went on to be the old man in Willow, the old like wizard oh, yes. in Willow. Oh, no, that was um. Oh shit, Barty, Barty, yeah, something. Yeah, he's. I think yeah, I think he was. He was more the, the most famous one of of them. Uh huh. Um, oh, this is gonna piss me off. Yeah, yeah. Let's just yeah. I'll, I'll trim it. Let's Bill, just, I'll, I'll... Billy Barty. There you go. That, I, I think I think that's him. He was he was uh, he is one of the most famous little person actors of like that generation. Yeah, yeah. Until like Warwick, Warwick Davis come in yeah. and took that shit over, uh, and then Pat, Peter Dinklage is now um, you know one of the most well known actors as well. Well, just one of the great actors. Period. Fuck, yeah, I love Peter he's, Dinklage. He's great. I mean, I, I love Warwick K- Davis. Kasia too. told me on more than one occasion she would leave me for Peter Dinklage in a heartbeat. <laughs> Hey man, and I I don't blame her. <laughs> I don't blame her either, man. He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes he is, and his talent makes him even more attractive as a person too. Yep, so. and the money doesn't had... hurt either. I wish I had talent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. At Monk's. Arnie asks Elaine about the interview and she dances around it and blah, blah, blahs and you know, whatever, her all different things until he starts getting mad at her and he's showing, yes, his angry side. And this, and then he, she lets him know, this is why, this is why you're not getting the baby. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he, uh-huh. he does snap at her dude. And, and he is kind of a dick. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't preclude him from being a parent, but he is kind of a yeah. dick. And I think he should work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, at Wiley's, Tim is obviously pissed at Jerry because Jerry had to go in again, I guess, um, because uh, he mentions, well, I guess I'm just a sadist with newer magazines. So he didn't appreciate that joke, apparently. Um, he's upset about it because Jerry is not a dentist. And the his people, the dentists, have yeah. been through so much. <laughs> yeah, and I do like the 
the minor confusion jerry's like are we talking about jewish people like what are we mm-hmm. talking about here you know I, yeah. I like that where they play with it a little bit but yeah now we get to the actual i think where everything is going with this like everything's building up to the anti-dentite phrase yep. essentially yeah exactly um he does mention that they have the highest suicide rates i did kind of do a quick uh, search and apparently they do have really high suicide rates on one site that i saw had them at number two right now wow. um so i don't know i find that crazy why why would they have such uh i mean they do do people hate the dentist nowadays as much as they did back in the day i feel like i don't think i so. feel like people it doesn't the dentist doesn't hurt the mouth anymore like don't, no. I, I feel like they've gotten better about that you know um, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not doing that same kind of shit that hurts you anymore. And, exactly. So yeah. yeah, I'm I'm curious about that too. I, I do actually I wonder if um something about breathing in everybody's like crappy mouth air somehow like affects your fucking brain, you know, or something. I don't know with like <laughs> fungus know. or something. I don't know fungus among us. Yeah, hey, I love that album. <laughs> fucking, I love Incubus. Love that album. Anyway, um, Kramer. Uh, has made a date with the other girl because he thinks Karen has more in common with Mickey. And uh, Jerry, still upset about Watley stuff, uh, Kramer comes to the dentist's offense, or defense, and here's where he calls Jerry the anti-dentite. Yeah. Or an anti-dentite. Yeah. So, which is a classic line, too. Yeah. No, I like it. I've, yeah. I've always liked the anti-dentite thing. I think it's funny. I think it, mm-hmm. it rolls off your mouth. It's a fun thing to say, and mm-hmm. you know what the person, like, what they're meaning. And now, at this point, you know what they're referencing, too. Yep, very true. Uh, Elaine talks to the interview guy, um, and uh, <laughs> she pushes very heavily. She says, they're going to get that baby. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this the fun way. And I'm like, take the fun way. Take the fun way. <laughs> take the fun way with obviously pregnant Elaine. Take it. <laughs> I did. I still didn't notice that. Oh, it, Man, it, it, you, she you keeps up on it like crazy. She gets bigger and bigger next two episodes. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, I d- but I, dude, love- I didn't notice it on the other two either. I'm just I, not paying attention like you are. I also very much enjoy watching them try to cover it up too and uh-huh. everything. So it's funny, but, but I mean, come on. Elaine is, is oh, my God. She's pushing hard for this, man. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's going to whore herself out for them to get a baby. Now, you know my wife and I are looking for a child. Yes. Would uh, you whore yourself out for me to get a baby? Were I single? Yes. Yes, I would, <laughs> my friend. I would. <laughs> and I hope any of my friends out there uh, would absolutely fuck someone just to manipulate them to give us a baby. Um, I think that is uh, I would I would do that if I were single and I would expect any of my friends to do that for me. There you go. I also <laughs> wouldn't have thrown you under the fucking bus on the, on the first no. interview either. So hell no, I would choose uh, better people yes. to, to be the interview <laughs> that, you know, exactly. So I would also choose probably parents or other people who I don't know have done been foster parents before yeah. other people like who, who can, can talk about that. You know, Elaine is, is, just how how one we've never seen her be all that close with beth yeah um but also it's just like i don't think the interviewer would probably take her her um interview as you know as important or have much weight as if it was someone who was a parent who saw like oh man arnie and beth they would be fantastic parents i've let them watch my kid um all this kind of stuff etc so yada 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 and yeah and the interesting thing is like Elaine always liked her first husband, Carrie Elway, a little bit more. But I mean, I guess the mm-hmm. theory is like they would, she would still be friends 
with Deborah Messing, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. I never got the sense the last time she was on the episode that Elaine was that close with her character. No, you're right, because she was waiting out for him. Yeah, exactly. So very true. Yep. Very true. All right. Beth comes to Jerry's apartment. She's thinking that Arnie is sleeping with Elaine or going to leave leave her uh, because he yada yada her, you know, and she thinks maybe he yada yada over something with Elaine. Uh, then in comes Mickey, and uh, we find out that he and Karen are getting married. He moves quick. He certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> it's wife number four, right? Uh, wife number four, yeah. Uh, you know, Beth, she's a lightweight. Yeah, <laughs> only yeah. Two divorces, <laughs> With only two so. divorces. Yeah, lightweight. I do yeah. love Mickey saying that. That's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, his delivery is just always on point. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> And he's full of confidence, too. It's great. Yes, he is. Uh, at the wedding, Jerry is there with Beth, and Elaine is there with the interviewer. Uh, she took him on this date, and uh, she finds out that Beth and Arnie broke up. <laughs> and I think I'm going to be sick. I love that. She looks at Jerry. She's like, I think I'm going to be sick. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, George shows up with Marcy. Uh, or sorry, George shows up without Marcy yeah, yeah. Uh, because she went shopping for shoes and yada, yada, yada. I'll see her in six to eight months, so, <laughs> which this is great because we can we obviously can infer because of hearing about her past uh, stories. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So Kramer comes in with Julie and we see Mickey's parents, uh, his dad, played by Robert Wagner, who. <laughs> recently I would recognize most from the Austin Powers films. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he is, he's, he's been in stuff for a long time. He actually still has some projects that have yet to come out. And his very first credit was 1950. So wow. he has been working for over 70 years. Yeah. And after killing somebody too, it's great. Oh, he did. <laughs> what? I didn't know that he Him and Christopher somebody. Walken, the whole boat thing, killing uh, the Nata- town. Is this in a movie or is this real life? Yeah, so <laughs> it's he's not convicted and it's not proven, but famously, uh, the actress Natalie Wood uh, went on a boat trip with Robert Wagner and, and Christopher Walken uh, back like in the seventies or something, and uh, Christopher Walken and uh, Robert Wagner came back from that trip, and Natalie Wood did not. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, the case has been sort of reopened. Uh, there's been a, there was a huge like podcast on it and re like going into it. But yeah, so yeah. everyone pretty much thinks that he probably pushed her over and killed her on that trip or she died. Something happened, but no one knows what it is. And Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner are taking that shit to their graves. But that is a so she hu- was, yeah, she was married to Robert Wagner. Yep. Okay. It's a huge Hollywood like kill th- like a thing it's a thing she was I, I was robert sh- wagner twice yeah i'm shocked that you'd never heard of this from 57 to 62 and then again from 72 to 81 and when she had she, someone else in between died. yeah when she, yeah when she died yeah and so you think he killed her yeah so okay so it's 81 uh, then yeah yeah so yeah yeah there's so so many theories on it obviously that- whatnot but yeah it's a big thing I am uh, going to jot down a little note for my uh, 80s trivia. Um, <laughs> Who did Robert Wagner kill? <laughs> Fuck, that's good trivia. That, that could be either in the news news section or the movie. Actually, that should be news. Yeah. I'm going to put that in there because that is fucking crazy. Okay, thank you, buddy. <laughs> sure. I <laughs> that is, never thought that you didn't very... know what that was. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I did not know. All, right. all right. Anyway, back back to our uh, killer. Um <laughs> 
But uh, the mother, as you already mentioned, Jill St. John, she was in Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. Plenty of other stuff, but that was the only thing I recognized. Me too. All and all, because all at some point, all those old like '60s posters look the same. You know? Oh my God! Yes, every Bond poster, yeah. up until probably like the Pierce Brosnan era, all look 100% identical. Yeah. So, uh, we do kind of see as uh, you know Julie had come in with Kramer. She she looks she looks distraught. About something. Yeah. All right. We'll find out what later. Uh, Jerry says hi to Mickey's dad. And uh, Robert Wagner comes back and calls Jerry. Uh, and I hear he says, if if he if this wasn't my son's wedding, I'd knock your teeth out, you anti-dentite bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Which the delivery from Robert Wagner is awesome. Yeah. No, it's it's great. I mean, the Fucking man hilarious. can act, you know, murder or not, but <laughs> the man can act. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Jerry has to explain the whole issue to Beth, uh, who makes a dentist joke, um, you know, all this kind of stuff. Dentist who needs them. Uh, and then she also says, and eh, not to mention the blacks and the Jews. <laughs> she has Good. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was that was wild. It, it, it came out of nowhere. And I. Honestly, I loved the joke. I, oh, me too. No, I, I know. Oh, yeah. Me too. We, we've talked about this dark humor all the time. but And obviously, we, we both know that this is coming, but it shocks me every time. And yeah. I mean, Deborah Messing's delivery is fantastic, though. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, but you know Jerry's Jewish, though, right? I don't. She must not. Clearly. Yeah. She does not. And then we have a little tag of the actual ceremony. Uh, the priest who had had some, you know, dentist work and mumbling and ha ha ha. Uh, just funny, can barely talk. The, he does end up yada 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 the, <laughs> the ceremony, and I pronounce you man and wife. And as they walk away, uh, Karen, the bride, leans over to Kramer. I really wanted you. And so we could tell Julie wanted Mickey and Karen wanted him, but they just couldn't say that to each other. Why, and it's though? ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's funny, but it's also ridiculous. But it's also funny. <laughs> it's also funny. Yeah. Uh, I'll you know right. I'll kick I'll kick this one okay. off, buddy. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> this is this is a classic, classic Seinfeld episode. Uh, the question is, does it hold up? Oh boy, does I think it hold up really well. Uh, I really enjoyed everybody's storyline except maybe George's. I yeah. didn't, I mean, all right, I loved what his his girlfriend was doing and she was the crux of the whole yada, yada, yada thing. That was great. I didn't understand him popping into Watley's place and him popping into mm -hmm. the, the confessional because I was like, what's, like, what's, how? And, and then they don't explain yeah. it. You and know? it doesn't, it doesn't move anything forward either, either, uh, either things. They were just weird comedic elements Ex that are not normal to George. Exactly. Exactly. And then on top of it, it almost not, not at all, but it almost fucking derails one of the best scenes in Seinfeld. I think the, the confessional scene in Seinfeld is absolutely fantastic. I love that scene. And at it, it's punctuated by such crap with George popping his head in and, and yeah. pausing the, and them having to pause and everything. So because of that, I'm actually going to deduct a half a point for that. Um, but otherwise I liked what Elaine was doing, even though at the first we're like, I didn't understand like why she would be so, why she would pick that. But you really, I think did a good job of explaining it to me as to why she leaned in. Cause she doesn't know anything else about Arnie mm -hmm. other than that. He's a, He's a dick, and I think you're right. I, I think that explanation actually works for me. So because of that, I'm actually going to add a half a <laughs> point. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to give it 
4.5 Jewish people sitting on the kneeler in the confessional. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost perfect. An episode I really, really enjoyed, but that George thing just almost neutered that scene at the end. And I just, and they didn't even explain like why George was even popping up and it only happens twice. It doesn't happen like a third time. So I'm like, what's the point of this? So they should have even just cut that out completely. So 4.5 great fucking episode. Great fucking episode. Yes, fan-fucking-tastic. Cram-packed with classic Seinfeld stuff between the yada yada, between the anti-dentite. Mickey, Kramer, Watley. Great characters in here. Um, I absolutely agree. George's stuff was probably my least favorite besides setting up the yada yada. Um, But there was so much stuff going right for it. I did deduct half a point because of this, because of our discussion and because of the George stuff um, that you kind of brought out that really didn't make any sense. And then also because of the, the cold open. Yeah. I think this was one of the weakest cold opens I had seen even in a while, and I'm not even a fan of those. So because of that, I ended up deducting uh, half a point. But this is still so fucking good. I gave it 4.5, yada, yada, yadas. And I'm really tired today <laughs> out of five. <laughs> good one. Good one, dude. Oh, yeah. Great one. And, and that cold open didn't even, like, give us a good conversational point no. because I'm not going to lie. Awful. I'm going to re-listen to this, obviously, when I edit it. And I, I, that was, that was, I think that was a stinker of a conversation that we had. Oh, it was. It was a terrible <laughs> opener because there was nothing going on about, oh, what, five books. You want to talk? Oh, I don't really read. Uh, maybe Treasure <laughs> Island. Have you read that? No, I haven't read it. Uh, that's why I'm saving it for the island. Ugh, but they're all peeing. Also, the point is all ADR because they're you just see yeah. the back of their heads and it was so obviously fucking ADR. Um, and not to say that's a bad thing. It just doesn't work no, for yeah. the scene. And and the whole peeing at the urinal thing is and, and they were way too close weird. too. They were just oh, like way absurdly too close. close. And they still had like a divider between them too, which <laughs> yeah. it was weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, so it's yeah, too, it, much. it was too much. So because of that, yeah, yeah, I originally had it a five, but yeah, it's like you know what, got to got to knock it, and and it's still fan fucking test. It's probably gonna make you know my top three at the end of the season. I bet. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So and you know what, always makes our top three. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yep, fail, fail, <laughs> fail, 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 fail. Hey, how about this? Guys and gals, go check out everything on the BFOP network. Our pals over Talking Back are going through the entire Star Wars saga, one movie mm-hmm. at a time for uh, for each month uh, for this year. It's it's fantastic. Our buddies at Action Action, are, well, they're always diving into some fun fucking action movies like Top Dog and stuff like that. Uh, Blast from our past. You guys are always rocking on all cylinders with your... Uh, your film reviews, your TV show reviews, your music reviews, all yada, 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 all the good stuff. And, uh, of course, don't forget, people and people don't forget. How about that one, too? So I think everybody over at the BFOP Network is firing on all cylinders. And um, and check everybody's uh, Patreon out, too. If you, if you like shows, if you like podcasts, you know, whichever podcast it is, just, you know, go support their Patreon or go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, us included, and please and thank. And you didn't really give enough props to, if you didn't even mention, Podcasting After Dark, sir. (laughs) That is an awesome, (laughs) awesome show. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. You and Zach do fantastic deep dives into some of the weirdest fucking movies and TV shows I've ever seen and heard of. Thanks, buddy. Felt weird calling my <laughs> that show out, but yeah. Check them all out. Check out the BFOP Network, and if you need a, like a place to find all the shows, it's bfopnetwork.com. Again, that's bfopnetwork.com. Beef up!
And we'll see you guys next week on the Patreon feed with the Millennium. The Newmanium. <laughs> the Craymanium. <laughs>